meetings. I'd like to talk to you today about uh, something that for the Wesleyan tradition has often been a kind of awkward conversation, just to be frank. And that's about uh, our theology of baptism, and particularly its importance for our life of discipleship within the church. Now, I'll be the first one to say that uh, probably within the Wesleyan tradition, we've had a rather awkward relationship with baptism. Uh, in part, it's because the church, listening to its own heritage uh, from John Wesley's time, understood that John, uh, in some ways, though he appreciated infant baptism, uh, was at the same time uh, had a bit of consternation, if you will, with adults who had tended to treat their infant baptism, if you will, as a kind of landing zone, a kind of safe journey that meant they had arrived in Christianity. And for John, in his emphasis on evangelical conversion and his desire to see dynamic Christian faith coming out of that, John was less interested in baptism, even infant baptism, being a landing zone as it was to become a launching pad, a place in which God was afresh and alive, a place where in our conversion we were made alive, afresh and anew in Christ, and that that was the impulse outward so that we would continue to grow in holiness of heart and life. We would continue to participate within this sanctifying journey of God. And so for him, baptism was never intended to be a landing zone. It really was intended to be a launching pad. And as a result of that, as we have moved along within the Wesleyan tradition, both wanting to affirm what God does in baptism, even in infant baptism, but what God desires through baptism, that, that we have often had a really difficult time talking about baptism's relationship to the life of discipleship. But I think there's some ways we can move forward. And part of that is by doing what John often did, which was to return to the early Christian church and to ask, what did baptism mean for early Christians? Now, Robin Jensen, who's a church historian, has written a marvelous book uh, titled Baptismal Imagery in the New Testament. And her work was designed to look at the many uh, rich and textured themes of the early church, both in the preaching of uh, catechetical lessons, in other words, preparatory lessons that prepare people to take part in baptism, but also looking at the artwork around baptism and even some of the kinds of liturgies around baptism in the early church. And what she observed was that baptism was a very powerful formative event within these early Christians' lives. And she sort of breaks this down into five what she calls motifs. You might think of them as theological themes that should be emphasized in and through the practice of baptism. The first one's one that I think many times, particularly within the evangelical Wesleyan tradition, we've heard a lot of, which is basically baptism as sort of cleansing or healing. Uh, this is the idea of sort of freeing us from sin and from our infirmities uh, by saving us from both uh, the, the obstructions and the problems that sin entails within our lives. And so, much like taking a bath, and being cleansed from the dirt and the filth around us. Baptism is the cleansing of our sinful lives, uh, as well as the restoration, in some ways, of the infirmities that sin wrought within our lives. And I would say that's probably a theme that we've often sort of emphasized within 
the Christian church, particularly even the, even the Wesleyan tradition. But that's only one of five. Uh, the second one was, as much as we are cleansed and, and as a result of that cleanse from sin, baptism was also about our incorporation into the family of God. And that in some ways, as we were freed from sin, we were freed for a new community, a new family. We were adopted into that com community so that we might be empowered and nurtured and supported by participating within the life of the church. And so it's not only leaving the world behind, but it's also entering to a new community. And this sort of theological motif, if you will, is also equally important in the early church with when we think about baptism. A third primary theme that was really important was this idea of baptism as sanctifying and illuminating. In a way, one way to think about this is that baptism was basically freedom by the power of the Holy Spirit transforming our lives and enabling and gifting us through the Spirit uh, for the sake of our ongoing Christian journey. And so baptism, again, not merely freedom from, but also freedom for a difference in the world through the power of the Holy Spirit and freedom from any future challenges in our lives by the empowerment of God, giving us the ability to overcome those challenges by following the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. This process of sanctification became equally important and baptism was the logical beginning point of this sanctifying, uh, empowering movement of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's three. We've got two more to talk about briefly. The fourth major motif alongside this idea of sanctification and illumination was also the idea of baptism as dying and rising. Now, again, this is probably one very familiar to us because in some ways this meant that we're being baptized into and under the cross, that our lives are to be cruciformed uh, lives shaped by Jesus' own death and sacrifice, but that it's also to be life not only into the cross, but also out of the grave, that the resurrection was also a part of this baptismal journey, and that we were in some way uh, not only being lived into the cruciform life, but because of the power of the resurrection, we were to live out that resurrected life in the world around us today. And so there has both a kind of missional as well as a cruciform quality through the process of baptism. The last major motif that Jensen talks about is also baptism as the new creation. Now this has a particular resonance with John Wesley because of his sermon on the new creation, which connects both our own personal transformation but also the transformation of all the world around us. And in some ways, Jensen would say, baptism is about being freed for a new reality, to move into a brand new world, a world where the kingdom of God reigns, and that this world brings about a total change in our understanding. Now, I hope you can see that in her five motifs, this idea of baptism is cleansing, but also baptism is incorporation into the community, the family of God. Baptism is sanctification. Baptism as, yes, the death and resurrection of Jesus and our participation into both the sufferings but also the resurrected life. And finally, baptism into the fullness of the new creation that you have a much broader understanding of what baptism can provide.
And when we embrace that large view, I think we get past the kind of tensions that we've had. We no longer, we can't, there's no way to think of baptism merely as a landing zone. It really is a launching pad into the fullness of what the Christian life has to offer us.